episode seven of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. So, um, I want to talk about uh, Green Lantern. Well, how, <laughs> how, about, how about the fact that we have real, how about we first say sorry to everyone for having to listen to us on cell phones. We actually have actually, real equipment. The, the, yeah, we actually are a lot more professional now, so I guess lucky number seven. But uh, first we started out uh, very low-tech, and then we got actual music, and now we actually have real equipment, so right. we don't sound the next thing we need. Uh, the next thing we need is people bad. to pay us for shit, but we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> now we need listeners yeah, uh, so now, that uh, we, we can show off. Yeah, and we, we would, we, we're okay. We will pay. We will be paid in, like, goods, too. You don't have to pay us in cash. <laughs> so Cold, if, hard cash. Looking at you, Omaha Steaks. Budweiser. No, not Budweiser. I don't drink that <laughs> no, shit. No, no, I don't no. want to drink that no. shit. Sierra <laughs> <laughs> Nevada Brewery. Hello. In that case, you would have to give us money if you're Budweiser. I'm not drinking that crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Um, well, I I had to revisit. Um, Green Lantern and, and actually some other movies recently because uh, uh, you know Ryan Reynolds has uh, his finally his big movie coming out in a week, right? And, uh, Deadpool. So I felt like going back and like watching the the shit storm of a movie called uh, Green Lantern, right? <laughs> which coincidentally, uh, you know, a few years ago I went to WonderCon and that was the big draw was Green Lantern and they had Ryan Reynolds there and Blake Lively. And they showed footage of it, and I have to say, like, I was really excited, except for the suit. I thought the suit looked um, really bad. And um, I think we were talking about it earlier, about the Entertainment Weekly they had, and they had him on the cover with the suit, all glowing and all that stuff. And it just looked... It was not what I expected. Right. I mean, it still, it still, it still looked bad on Entertainment Weekly, but it didn't look as bad as when you actually saw it moving, because you could you could do a lot in Photoshop, so it didn't look too bad. But yeah. when you saw it moving what, around, it looked just really awful. What the? F- what were they thinking, dude? Like, why would you? You know. I'm sure it costs a lot of money to do that effect, but yeah. why would you do a CGI outfit? I just don't that get it. Sounds the mask... like, that sounds like somebody at Warner Brothers who knows nothing about making movies or comic books and just says, hey, we have the technology to CG this, so why don't we do it instead? <laughs> and then while we're at it, we'll just we'll just CG a mask instead of you know 45 minutes of, of prosthetics to put it on his face. You know, let's let's just forty five seconds. Yeah, like let's piece, just put a piece of mask black too. <laughs> just get it like some black uh, paper and just put it over my face and poke eyes out. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm I mean, ready to go. Here we go. I mean, they see. I mean, they see you the mask. Like, what the hell? Yeah, I thought that was a complete waste of CGI. I mean, I I, I did I did get excited when I saw the alien. You know, Abin Sir, I think his name is Abin Sir. I, I, I got excited about that. He looked pretty good, but that's because the entire character was almost CGI'd. So that wasn't was a big... he CGI? I thought it was I thought it was an actor in makeup. I I always thought it was a mix of both, like how okay. how vision well, that, yeah how vision was, but not as good, obviously. No, no. <laughs> 
uh, you know, with all the technology that they had and when they were bringing this movie out, I was super, super excited for it. I really was. And then I learned, you know, and then we learned what, who the director was. We learned who the writers were. We learned that Ryan Reynolds got the part, which, you know, for us, like with the, the chance of a Deadpool. I was the, skeptical. Well, the chance, but see, the the bummer, the biggest bummer part of it was the chance of ever seeing him be Deadpool. We thought back then was over. We thought it's done. We'll never see him in Deadpool. Um, but thankfully, you know, they they rose above it, and he was able to bring dead. You know, well, he didn't bringing it out. But. Technically, he didn't really rise above it. He just he just made a really shitty Green Lantern movie. And they, he did, and then they he released. Was it, they, I mean, was it he and he and Bradley Cooper up for that, or or Ryan Gosling? I can't remember. I don't who know. I don't, it doesn't matter who would have who would have been in the role. That, that the movie just has so many wrong things out other than Ryan Reynolds being miscast in that in that movie. Well, let's. So, did you you revisited that movie recently as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So, what we're gonna do from now on, you know, with the big with the big movie, the summer movie coming out, is we're gonna we're gonna start going back to the movies that kind of tie into the release the week before the movie comes out, and uh, we'll kind of yeah. we'll kind of try to dive into it. So, this one's a little bit different, a little bit different because basically you got Deadpool for. You know what? Like five total minutes before he, they sewed his mouth shut, <laughs> and then he got Green Lantern. So these are the only two things that we could really talk about that Ryan Reynolds was in that would even be kind of remotely close. But what's interesting about the way that uh, Ryan Reynolds acts is the way is the fact that he it, this is a plus and minus for Deadpool is that essentially yeah. he's always been Deadpool. He's always been that sarcastic person, and no matter what he did. did so, right, right. So, I mean, like even when even in Van Wilder, you know, he was essentially, you know, doing Deadpool type, you know, yeah, sarcasm, he just wasn't killing without anybody. the swords. Yeah, he, wasn't <laughs> he just wasn't slicing people up. He's all Kumar Kumar. <laughs> um, yeah, so like he he's always had that, you know, that's that um, that sarcasm and the wit and the cleverness and the, and the smart ass, right. you know, remarks and stuff like that. He does that perfectly. So like he, you know, was, was born to play that role. And, uh, um, but so you didn't mention, um, Blade Trinity. Oh yes. Because, oh shit. I forgot about that. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a forgettable movie. It's a piece of shit, you know, but the one bright spot and I'm not talking about Jessica Biel's boobs. I'm, the one bright spot in that movie was was Ryan Reynolds. You know, he did an amazing job. You know, for one thing, he got ripped in that movie. And he, um, you know, martial arts and the swords and all that stuff. He essentially was playing Deadpool. You know, Hannibal King, I think, was the character's name. But uh, he essentially did that whole clever, funny, witty thing and, you know, sarcastic thing. And that was like 10 years ago, you know. And... Um, so it took a long time for, for that road and, you know, to get up there. But um, Green Lantern, I was so excited about it because I thought, okay, finally maybe we'll be able to – they found a way to showcase his talents because he's done a lot of, like, comedy and stuff like that. And I always thought that he would make a really good, like, action hero, like how Chris Pratt is an action hero now. You know, the funny guy on Parks and Rec is now – this like really cool action hero. Yeah, but, but he at can the same funny. time, at the yeah. same time though, anytime you see Ryan, uh, uh, Chris Pratt in something, he's he's somebody different. I don't when I see Chris Pratt in Jurassic World or Guardians of the Galaxy, 
I don't see Andy from Parks and Rec. Yeah, you don't see Andy Dwyer, right? He do, he is versatile. You're right. You're right. So that's a, that's a, um, I mean, they they both look like they can be action stars, but Ryan Reynolds had just has this way of just always delivering like a sarcastic line, almost like he took acting classes from Matthew Perry in his role in Friends. <laughs> he's like (laughs) he could have been chandler bing they're they're very interchangeable right right? they both have that delivery of that sarcastic line and that's the that's always the problem that i had with ryan reynolds but i was okay with that when he was doing comedies like waiting and van wilder you know just friends right Yeah. yeah i was completely okay with that because it fit the romantic comedy and him being sarcastic and all i mean just friends is a great movie to me, anyway. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, it's really it's funny. Hilarious. But as a, as a Green Lantern, I never pictured Green Lantern speaking like that or acting like that. But as Deadpool, it, it, that's completely different. It was too different. over the top. Yeah. It was completely yeah, different. It, it was over the top. Like, it was kind of like you're, how, you're, how you know, Jim Carrey was perfectly cast as, you know, that version of the Riddler. You know, but if he, yeah, but yeah, if he was cast yeah. as, a, as um, I don't know, as Scarecrow, that would have been completely bad. Or, you know. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it wouldn't have made sense. So or- yeah, he really needed to tone it down because, like, going back to like Chris Pratt, like he his Jurassic World, while he still was you know witty and funny and all that stuff, but it was just different. Right. You know, he it, he pulled it pulled it way back. Yeah, it wasn't and, it wasn't uh, Andy, and it worked. <clears throat> right, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't Andy. And the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, he he was kind of in the middle of the two. You know, he was really goofy and weird and funny and all that stuff. But yeah, but the he second was a total he starts, man. right, the second he starts. I, I didn't really get the. I didn't really get any uh, Andy from that. The second he, uh, you know, does all this stuff and he speaks, mm-hmm. and he, he, he doesn't look like he doesn't sound like Andy to me, which is good. It's, no. a, it's a testament to the actor. Um, but you know, as bad as not as bad. I shouldn't say that as as one <laughs> as one dimensional almost as Ryan Reynolds is and how he delivers his line. It, like we said before, it doesn't matter who was in this movie, if they got Bradley Cooper or whoever you said, Ryan Gosling. It would have mattered because right. this movie was just fucked from the beginning. And it shouldn't have been. It was Shouldn't have bad, been. I mean, man. they got the writer. Was bad. No. They got the writer. I don't I can't remember what he exactly did on this on this uh this um script, but it's the guy Berlanti, Robert Berlanti, I think his name is. That's doing Flash. Yeah, and Berlanti. Arrow. Well, Ber- I just say Berlanti because he's just killing it on the CW right now. So. Right. And I um, heard something where he, you know, he got top billing on the script. But if you look, there's like four other writers on there. And I heard that he didn't want to be on there. I heard he didn't want to be on there because of either they changed too much or he was just they probably changed or coming too in much. and editing stuff. I, I think I think I mean they spent two hundred million dollars on that movie, which I don't know where it went, you know, kind of thing. Um, because I've seen other movies that have cost that and have been way the production value is way better. So I have a feeling they brought in all these different writers that probably had production delays, like you name it. Um but, you know, Green Lantern is just a different animal, just like how Doctor Strange is going to be way different for Marvel. You know, it's it's the first out, you know, otherworldly um, superhero kind of thing. You know, Oa's out in space and all that stuff. And so, you know, we've you're used to Batman and Superman and all that. Well, Superman's an alien, but you know what I mean? It's it's just different. And so they bring the Green Lantern and it takes a very you need really good writing and really good. Um, it just didn't feel like they were aware of who that character was, who the green lantern is. Right. Like there was some of it, but 
it was still pretty far off the mark and and the you know the bad guy wasn't any good and you know was again you know we've talked many many times about when you're a villain you need to be full-on evil villain you know if you have any kind of a an impediment of some kind it just totally weakens the character like he was a whiny bitch like he just he wanted the girl that was all he wanted and because he couldn't have the girl he was being a dick you know i'm just and and, and what a shitty life he led yeah man. you know you kind of almost and, didn't uh, even think he was a bad guy you kind of almost wanted to say i kind of want to root for you too because i mean the, what what uh, what what you know is bad writing in the movie is is that the you know the the sub villain or who are, I can't I don't know the Green Lanterns too much about the Green Lantern but I don't know who that no, guy was playing Sarsgard but yeah um, he um, he was more of a tragic figure a... than he had a, actually a better story arc than um, than Ryan Reynolds did or that than Hal Jordan did in the movie. He did. He he had he his arc went full circle. Right, exactly. You know. He he went from like, you know, passive aggressive to to, you know, I mean, basically psychotic. You know what it, what it, you know what it was, dude? You know what would have made it better is if they actually let Sarsgard be cuz Sarsgard's actually a pretty good-looking dude and he's a really good actor. They should have let him be just as charm just as like good-looking as right. Ryan Reynolds is. Yeah, they made him really and, bad with the really receding hairline and everything. Oh my gosh! It made it just made him just like ugh. you know if he was just as badass as Ryan Reynolds, that would have made a movie because I'm like that. Now you have a rival, you have somebody that you know can keep up with you and all that stuff, and you have this competition and all that, and and that would have made a, a, a much better movie. But instead, they made him this little wimpy dude. Who, yeah, he happened to get some telekinesis powers and throw things around, but it just wasn't. Um, it, it just didn't feel scary or dangerous to me at all i i I don't you know i didn't feel any kind of threat or anything like that well at least at least he uses powers pretty cool when he first started using them when he you know was telekinetically throwing people around and and making the robot arms uh do things remember in that uh, oh my god that room that meanwhile was cool and right meanwhile you got ryan reynolds doing a fucking racetrack (laughs) <laughs> Almost killing everybody for the second time. He, it, the, the helicopter like mowed through the the audience as he's just like staring at it. And he's like, "Oh, I better go um, become the superhero now." And yeah, he 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 puts out a, a freaking racetrack instead of like what a, a glove or or a, a, a bouncy ball for it to giant, stop. <laughs> a net, a giant, giant pillow. pillow, anything, anything. <laughs> No, let's put it on a racetrack and let's drive it around faster. And let's <laughs> yeah. and let's let's throw it through the audience again. Yeah, because like they, he, he thinks that's cool. Yeah, there was twenty people in the audience that didn't shit themselves the first time the helicopter almost killed them. So let's get so, those dude. People. I, I've only watched that movie twice, and the second time I watched it, I, I caught it so quickly. It was very brief. But that whole racetrack thing comes from the very beginning. It's so subtle. But, like, he's talking to his nephew who's just had a birthday. And the nephew leaves. And as he leaves, there's this racetrack. And he flicks it or something like that. And the cars, like, flip around on it. And then he walks out the door. It was so subtle. And then throw away. And you don't think about it. Like, I didn't think about it the first time I watched it. 
Yeah. But I, since I knew I knew that race car scene was coming up, I noticed it right away when he did that. I was like, oh, shit, that's where the race car thing comes from. And normally, like, really good movies have really good ways of foreshadowing things to happen. And when they do happen, you're like, oh, shit, it's like a payoff, you know. What were we talking about the other day about, about um, you, you brought up Thor's hammer. Oh, you're right, in Avengers 2, where they have yeah, – it's the exact opposite a- of – how you actually do something that pays off in the end. And it took two hours to pay off, too. Right, exactly. Because it was such a memorable scene where they're all bullshitting, sitting around. I mean, and that's actually some of my most favorite parts of the Avengers when they're just talking. When they're just, when those superheroes, basically demigods and whatever, are just sitting there talking, bullshitting like they're normal people. And, you know, they're just fucking with each other about not being able to be worthy enough to pick up this hammer. And it's such a memorable scene because that's right before the shit hits the fan. And, uh, right. And then, like you said, two hours later, Vision picks up that hammer and the theater goes fucking nuts. Because I don't even know in, when I was in the theater, I don't even know what he said afterwards or what people said afterwards because we yeah, were all laughing I had laughing to watch so it a second time. Yeah, we were all laughing. And then, like, the next scene, very next scene, they're like, well, if you put the, you know, the hammer in an right. elevator and the elevator goes up, is the elevator worthy <laughs> right. to right. That's so great. So that's yeah, exactly so, how you're supposed to do it. And then I didn't yeah. even pick it up until you just said it that that's where it happened because yeah. it's such a throwaway of a scene. Like, he just flicks it. Walks away, and then it happens in less time, in less movie time, than it does in the Avengers. And yet it's still forgettable. Like, right. Very forgettable. And I've seen like, it three you know, times. It, I've it, seen it, the movie three times. Yeah, That's the first yeah, if time they I've met, thought about if it. They, if they made it a point to sit there and talk to each other and play with that car thing and whatever, it would have paid off a little bit better. But the way it sits, it just it, it just makes no fucking sense. They did the exact, they did the exact opposite. I've never seen this. I've, you know what? I've never <laughs> yeah. actually seen it done this way because cause usually what ends up happening is like you get the one that is so – you just think it's such a memorable scene. You literally don't think about it, which is the Avengers 2. Right. Like that, right. you just thought you didn't. You didn't think that it was going to be a payoff. You thought that was self-contained, right? Exactly. You're just like, okay, that was that was, that was cool, cool in scene. of itself, right? And yeah. and then there's the other aspect of it where, or there's other movies that you know the person they make the person do this like dumbing down the audience thing, where the character like stands or stares at the object, or you know, right. there's a close up on if like if I gave you like a pair of keys. And there's like a huge close up in a slow mo of me handing you the keys for no fucking reason, and then you're like, right. and then you're like, okay, there, that's something's going to happen with those set of keys. But in <laughs> right. but in Green Lantern's instant, I didn't. It, the scene was so nothing, so it, such it a throwaway. It was a nothing scene. That, nothing that you. I watched it three times and I never picked up on it. Yeah, it's it's bad, it, it, and and that's that's again. You know, a testament to bad writing or bad filming, editing, whatever you want to call it. Because when it happens, it, it felt so out of left field. You're like, "What? Why are they doing this racetrack thing?" Yeah, like, because you done because they actually showed things. they actually showed the same plane that he his father yeah. gave him, and I was like, "Huh, I wonder yep. if that's going to come back later." So I actually thought while I was watching the movie that the payoff was going to be he's going to create a green plane, right. Which he never, which he does. Well, he, kind of, he, but he that's not the same thing. Green planes. Yeah, but they, yeah, they weren't built the same, the same way. Actually, what it looked like to me 
when he when he showed that crystal that, that clear green plane, it almost looked like Wonder Woman's invisible jet. It kind of did. From, it did from the Justice League cartoon, like from the sixties. <laughs> remember her? Right. Remember remember yeah. Wonder Woman's? It was just a white outline. The Legion of Doom. Right. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah. That's what it reminded me of. It reminded me. I was like, I wonder it if totally that's an did. Easter I wonder. I was like thinking. I was wondering if that was an Easter egg to Wonder Woman. When I first yeah, saw but the movie. you know what? Plot, major plot points in that movie are fucking Easter eggs, as far as they, you know, the way they write. Right. Pieces of shit. <laughs> so yeah, that whole movie is one one giant goose egg. But um, I don't know. Like any redeeming qualities in that movie? I mean, I, I kind of liked. I kind of liked some of the scenes with Oa. I liked Sinestro. Actually, was kind of cool. Um, I like that actor. He's played bad guys like in um, uh, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, he was a bad main bad guy of um, Kick Ass, um, and he played uh, Sinestro. And I, I, I like that actor. And, and I thought Sinestro looked pretty damn cool. And um, Jeffrey Rush did a voice of one of the characters in Kilowog or whatever that guy's name was. was yeah, Michael I Clark thought Duncan. I thought Sinestro was a perfect casting. I mean, he looked like Sinestro, I so I liked yeah. him. Um, his story arc didn't really make much sense either. He goes from no. he goes from that dick coach to somebody who. You know, respects him at the end for saving the galaxy, basically, something that he didn't do. And then there's no there's no indication throughout the entire thing that he actually needs to put that ring on. And then he just fucking does it in the la- in one of those right. pre- post-credit right. scenes. Well, he did, somewhere in the movie, ask the Guardians, like, you know... Um, to make the ring. Let's fight, let's fight fear with fear. Yeah, let's make a ring and all that stuff. And they... So they went and did it, I guess. But then they didn't end up needing it because... Right, he, but even you know, when green, he was asking for it, even when he was asking for it, they eventually caved in. What would have made it better... Right. What actually would have made it better is if they didn't cave in and he secretly made the ring. Because then it would make us... It would have made sense like, all right, if you guys aren't going to do it, I'm going to go off on my own and do something that no other Green Lantern does is go against... You know, go against yeah. the Guardians. And then it would have made sense at the end... Because he made this ring in secrecy to become more powerful. Then it would have made right. sense. But the Guardians gave in and said, okay, go ahead and make the ring. And then, you know, he's out celebrating or he's out, you know, talking up Hal Jordan. And then he just sneaks away. And then all of a sudden he puts the yellow ring on for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, the little throwaway after credit scene. So You know, and the other thing that really pissed me off about that movie is like, you know, he, he goes to Owen and he's just like, come on, guys, can you come to Earth and help me out? And they wouldn't fuck. They're just like, no. They're like, sorry, you're not, you're, humans aren't worth it. And I'm like, I'm sitting here going like, wait a minute. So you mean that, um, I mean, eventually they're going to come to Owen and trash you. So why not go there now and defeat him, you know, try to fight? Yeah, well, because, that makes no sense either because the Guardians are the protector of the galaxy. And they're just like, right. I mean, no. <laughs> no, well, I'm not going to go help I know, you. it's so stupid. No, I'm not going to help you. Like, you know, because the, the more uh, Parallax eats, the more the bigger he gets. So why would they let him just go off and def- blow up a bunch of planets when they, by the time he gets to Oa, he's going to be too powerful. That so they never, need to go stop him. That, that plot right there never happens in any Justice League cartoon that you've ever seen. No. The same no. people who did, nobody, the, uh, the, same people says, who did the animated go. series for Batman um, that, did, that did the Justice League uh, yeah. cartoons, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. There is no scene ever in there that says, I'm just, the Green Lanterns aren't going to help when they're part of the story. 
Right. They're not going to go, you know what, you little pansy ass green tight bitch, you need to go do it yourself. No, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah we'll help out. Yeah, we're not going to help you know, out. They, we're they, not going to help out an entire planet. We'll just let four billion, like however many billion people die. Right, right. That <laughs> doesn't happen. If, I mean, if it doesn't happen in the cartoon, this is, I mean, I've always argued this. If the cartoon makes more sense than the movie, then the movie's fucking bad. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, if Warner Brothers was trying to create this multi-universe thing, then, you know, Superman would have, like, showed up and helped Green Lantern. Well, they basically give it up on just doing one Hal Jordan movie because DC is now going to be doing Green Lantern Corps, and the rumor is is that Jon Stewart and uh, Hal Jordan will both be in... How are they going to do that? I definitely hope they don't put in who I think they're going to put in. I mean, Chris Pine would make, actually, a pretty good Green Lantern. He's not going to be anymore since he's in Wonder Woman. Oh, that's right. He's playing uh, the uh, general colonel, or but I mean, if they really or... wanted to reboot the Green Lantern Lord, why not just do it with John Stewart? I mean, that's who I grew up watching. Yeah, that's who I grew up with too. I, I would rather they just do that. I just hope it's not Tyrese Gibson or whatever. Yeah, I hope not either. I, I, he's the, the worst part of that franchise too. So yeah, I don't. I don't. Basically, he's he's the black version of of Ryan Reynolds if they get him. Because he's yeah, just like the same say guy. That. He's just too goofy. Yeah, he's just the same guy in everything that. that he does. And I don't picture John Stewart that way. I picture John Stewart That's like a... Um, he's a former Marine. You know, where Hal Jordan oh, was you... a pilot, he was a Marine. Like an Idris Elba. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I can picture that guy yeah. as Green Lantern. He's got the stature for it. He's got the chiseled like face for the for the uh, you know for the mask. I'm a I love completely that guy, good. Man. Yeah, yeah. He should be. He should be James Luther. Bond too. You definitely are Black Batman, man. I mean, he's he's just such an amazing. I'll watch him in anything. Yeah. He was awesome in The Office, the, the freaking Office he was in, and he was awesome in that. You know, he you almost know, he um, almost kind of has a Green Lantern. He well, not a suit, but he almost a Green Lantern suit. But he has a suit uh, in Pacific Rim. Yeah. So just picture that green with a mask on. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot he was in that. So just yeah, picture no, he's that. Great. You get like green with a mask and. You know, I think he has a mustache in there, so maybe he shaves that for. Uh, he sh- he needs to shave. For, Otherwise, they'll figure out who it is. That's the other thing is like they figured out who he was right away. Like, what's her name? Blake Lively's like, you know, calls him by name right away. Yeah, I've known like, you all my uh, life. I'm not gonna know. I'm not gonna know not know who you are just by a little mask. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, she actually says that, and he doesn't shave his five o'clock shower. You know what I immediately think of when she said that? I I immediately think like, okay, well, I guess you wasted all that money on that CG. Then you should have used a fucking real mask. (laughs) White, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if 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 Blake Lively of all people can figure out who you are, then what the fuck? Right, and don't. Yeah, we're never going to see you know Sinestra fight. We're never going to see. Uh, well, maybe we will later. But who was um, Blake Lively's character was going to turn into a character eventually too? A, a bad, bad guy. Bad oh, really? I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, part of the un- the DC universe. And I can't remember who it is now. I'm going to. me neither. Me That's how little I give a shit um, about. But it. she was supposed to. Yeah, she was supposed to eventually turn into a a bad guy character. Huh. Um, oh, I can't wait, remember who uh, it is. And, uh, is she purple? Was she like had magic powers? Enchantress? I think so. Yeah, and that's why they they made her hair brown because Blake Lively's normally a blonde, so they made her hair brown because she's supposed to turn into uh, 
I think a villain that has brown hair. I can't remember now. God, it's been so. This is how like out of touch I am because when they said that they were going to make a sequel, I I really like paid attention to everything that was going on, and then once the movie flopped. And then they decided to not do the sequel. I just didn't give a shit anymore. I was like, wow, that's such a wasted opportunity. Um, Because I thought, you know what? If this movie does well enough to warrant a sequel, they can't fuck up the sequel. They got to get people in there that would that would take care of it. His origin stories are always tricky, you know, because we've seen origin stories 15,000 times. Usually it's the she's star sapphire. Star Sapphire, that's what it was. Yeah, she was supposed to become Star Sapphire in the next movie. So, and then Sinestro was supposed to be the the main baddie, um, which is kind of like the Moriarty to Sherlock Holmes and the Joker to the Batman. I think Sinestro is kind of like that to Green Lantern, but uh, we're never going to see that, or maybe we will in a few years. I don't know. I just hope they don't do, they don't need to do any more origin stories. We know the backgrounds and all that. At least most of his geeks do. Some people don't, but I kind of like it when they just start the movies with them already, you know, rolling around doing the super. Well, there's ways, and then, there's ways to tell origins without actually telling the origin. Yeah. You could do flashbacks and things like that. I mean, they did it with man of steel, but it was, you know, not done right, but, it wasn't done well, but but they had the right idea. You know, they told it in flashbacks. But that movie has so many problems because he was Superman for like a, a week. Well, let's talk about <laughs> we, we talk about that movie right the the week before when, when Batman v Superman. Yeah, comes out. yeah, um, we'll have to talk yeah, about the week before. I'm looking forward to watching that movie all the way through again and ripping Me it to shreds too. even more. I know it's it's been a while, but <clears throat> yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to watch it again. Um. But uh, so the but anyway, other movie Green was Lantern. yeah, Green Lantern yeah. Oh, was just oh. terrible. And then then I then I moved on to X Men Origins Wolverine, and it's... Uh, which came out like two year two years before that that movie came out. And right, um, right, right. It came out, you know, and that movie tanked. And basically, that just like Green Lantern, that movie killed a sub franchise because there was supposed to be a Magneto movie after that. They were going to go through every right. single. X-Men that was introduced in Brian Singer's X-Men and go through the origins of each one. And next up after Wolverine was supposed to be a younger uh, Which Magneto. would have been brilliant, man. I would have loved to have seen that. And it's not like they're just going to be by themselves. There's going to be other mutants and things like that. But they, yeah, that we'll never get to see that because Wolverine was not, I mean, while it did make its money back and it was successful enough to warrant a sequel, they were not going to do any more origin movies no like um, i said it killed the franchise yeah and and the sad thing also beyond and above that it might have made actually more money but but um i don't know if i told you this but like it, it uh somebody leaked the movie out four yeah, or five yeah. months before yeah. i remember yeah, you telling it, me that you watched some of it but i watched just... part of it and it was really interesting from a filmmaker's point like if i was really interested in film a long time ago but like they it, it, there was a lot of the the shots that weren't complete and so but i watched the movie like part of it and i was like this is really bad i hope i hope that this is a rough cut you know like i hope that when the movie does come out it's going to cuz it looked like probably the one that they show test audiences and stuff cuz i've never done that before but i think that's what they show normally to to figure out where they need to cut or add or do this or that. And so um, I stopped watching it. And then when the movie came out and went and saw it, I'm like, oh, shit, I saw all this. Like, this is, they haven't changed anything. Like, it's still bad, you know. Um, 
The worst and part. The, the worst part was well, yeah. looking wise, like special effects wise, was I'll never forget being in the theater, and it's the scene where he is taken in by that old couple, and he's in the bathroom. In the bathroom, and he yeah. and he unsheathes the claws from his hand, and they look like the special effects weren't done. Like I because it, I I, I saw it on the sixty five inch here, you know this this past weekend. But I remember seeing it in mm-hmm. theater because it was, you know, obviously the screen's a hundred times bigger. Huge, and I remember yeah, seeing it, bigger. and I remember thinking, "Wait a minute, those claws aren't even like on his like they're not even on his hand. They <laughs> seem like they were off." <laughs> Did you pause it and go like, "Oh man"? Well, like it was, it was like the, it was like they forgot to finish a scene, and they actually yeah. let it go. I, and it just looks so fucking oh fake. God. There's so many problems with because that they're movie. because remember and, he and, remember he takes the claws and like he hits them together and that's a that's a perfect yeah. scene right there because they cut they cut two or three times before they actually get to that part and right. to me I was because it didn't the special effects didn't, didn't get any better but I'm wondering like when you made the cut uh, uh, you know the cut away from a different angle why didn't you just actually give him the real claws so that he could do that so it didn't look so goddamn fake. I know. I don't know, man. There's so many... That movie has so many issues. And, you know, and, and the sucky thing is, is like when he... I was at Comic-Con and they introduced that movie. Um, and then he was a surprise guest. He came out and said, oh, we just finished rapping. We, we have a trailer for you. And he showed the trailer. And it was like the scene where he's on the motorcycle and he shoves his claws into the ground and he slides, you know, the helicopter... The, the motorcycle, which was totally badass. Like, yeah, it we was watched good. That. We just we went nuts, you know. And then he like flew in the air, and he was about to hit the helicopter, and then they shut the light, you know, turn the lights back on, and we were like, "Oh God, we want to watch more." And he's like, "This is the movie that all you Wolverine fans have been waiting for." So like, he really hyped the whole fucking thing up, you know. Right. So so to go watch it was such he a did the same like, fucking. I've, he said the same thing about. Um, he said the same thing about uh, the Wolverine that came out years later. He yeah, but that, that movie was such an improvement. Over yeah, that, but he said, I remember him saying the same thing, saying the same it, exact one. Hey, seriously, I, if I, you if you go back on YouTube yeah. and watch his pre press for for uh, for Wolverine and, for the Wolverine no and way. Origins, he says this is the movie that all Wolverine <laughs> fans have been waiting for. And I'm like, you just said that about the shitty one where you had fucking I know where you had Gambit Japanese, who lost his fucking accent halfway through the movie. Yeah, the Japanese um, storyline is really good. You know, it's really good. And you know, and for the that's most not, part, that's like not movie, actually like they took the they took the cool part of the Japanese version of it or the Japanese story of Wolverine, mm-hmm. and they didn't really mm-hmm. do the whole story of Wolf like no, him no, in Japan. No. So they they, they played didn't. loosely with that story. They did. I mean, but you know, a lot of the problems that the first movie had, they they. You know, of course, this movie had problems too. Like, especially the ending, I didn't think was great. Right. It was a little too silver samurai. The top and, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. But, but leading up to that, I mean, I, I actually was pretty entertained by that movie. And yeah, it's, and the it was much was, better than Origins. The beginning was breathtaking. I mean, when he jumps in the hole with the, you know, with the Japanese soldier in it, and the the bomb goes off, that was fucked. I was like, oh my god, that's yeah, so that cool. was a good scene. You know, he who's all charred. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we've never seen him burn. We've never seen him burn like that before. Yeah, so we did. Really we saw. Cool. We saw. Well, I mean, it wasn't great, but that scene in yeah. uh, at the end of X Men Three, 
he's kind of burnt up a little bit. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, that was really cool, actually, because when Jean Grey was... Uh, you saw his, you actually like, saw his he, skeleton. Yeah, that was pretty fucking badass. But, uh, yeah, you know, the thing is, I guess the point we're trying to get to is... You know, the movie sucks. Ryan Reynolds, That's what we're saying. The movie well, sucks. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But you know, usually you watch movies that have teams, and they're really cool because like everyone d- does different things, and they, you know. But this was the one movie where the team was kind of dull, you know. And the only bright spot in that team, I mean, even brighter than you know Wolverine was was Ryan Reynolds' character Deadpool or Wade Wilson, right? Wade yeah, Wilson? yeah, Wade Wilson. Couldn't couldn't agree more because. I mean, you know the scene in the elevator when he's just you know talking back to the uh, to the oh general guy God. to Striker. Yes, I mean it's a short scene, but it's just great. Like that's exactly you know Deadpool. it says everything about his character right, right then and there in those few seconds. And and of course they pull a Darth, Darth Maul. They get rid of him. He's in there for a minute, and then they get rid of him. And you're like, I want that guy back. I want that guy in the movie. You know where do you go? And it's a travesty because they bring him back at the end. <laughs> yeah. They took the they I mean, took the best part of Deadpool, uh, and they 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 completely removed it for a cheap joke, for you know right? you know for that one joke. That's exactly what they did, and it was such bullshit because they took the best thing about that character away from him. Oh my god! Yeah, his mouth. I, I, I it's I like just... if it's like if they made the John Peters movie, and they're like, I don't want to see Superman fly, and I don't want to see Superman in the red suit. <laughs> like it was like John Peters. Yeah, yeah, it was like John Peters like wrote Deadpool in this movie. He's like, I was expecting a spider. I don't show want. I don't want Deadpool. <laughs> I don't want Deadpool to speak. To have a red suit. <laughs> yeah, I don't want, yeah. I don't want Deadpool in the red suit, and I don't want him to speak. <laughs> and I want a big fucking giant Sp- beaver. Yeah, or, to come. Could out you of imagine? If, like, just think. Of, let, let's let's think about. What would happen if John Peters did Spider Man? I don't want him to be oh, a Spider Man. I don't want him to be able to. I don't want him. He can't web crawl. He can't shoot webs. And, and I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him in the red suit. <laughs> <laughs> and I want Spider Man to drive around a four wheeler. Yeah. He needs yeah. <laughs> can we get, can we give him a motorcycle? Can Spider Man have a motorcycle? Oh God! Speaking of which, you know, it's just in the the. Target or something, and I saw the Hulk, you know, on this car. Oh God, that's like such a piece of shit car, talk. Hulk. Yeah, it's, uh, I was like, why? Why does Hulk need a car? Yeah. He jumps miles, miles at a time. There's been like, a few you know, toys. Actually, I've seen, I've seen toys where Spider-Man has a, a motorcycle. He has and a four wheeler. Yeah, like a four wheeler. I or saw one. I'm just like, why? I saw one where Superman had a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! You know, that's like, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't like a spaceship because, in, in depending on like which version of Superman you've read, you no, know, it was just a regular fucking plane. Because yeah, it's just a regular plane. Like it was just like a fighter jet. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Superman's faster than I jet. <laughs> I'm like, are you saying like Superman's just fucking lazy and doesn't want to fly? Aquaman came with his scuba gear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, give give super give give Aquaman a, a, a snorkel. Right. <laughs> oh my god. 
that's I, I don't know. That's I probably who has been creating those toys. Is toys. John Peters has been doing those toys. That John Peters, that his division is to create toys. Let's, yeah, let's, yeah. Anytime you see something oh, that's Lord. supposed to be awesome and they take it away from you, it's John Peters. They totally just... <laughs> like if he did. If he did wait, wait, wait. If John Peters did like a Santa Claus movie, he's like, I don't want him to give presents away. And I don't want him in that red suit. <laughs> okay, Darth Vader. Yeah. We don't want him to breathe heavy. Yeah, we don't, we want, don't him. want him a lightsaber. And, does he, does, and we don't want does he a have, black suit. Does he have to have force powers? <laughs> <laughs> does he have to talk in that deep voice? Does he have to breathe heavy? Come on. Yeah. Oh, Lord. That's too funny. Um, <laughs> but getting back to... Um, <laughs> Uh, X-Men. Yeah. Oh my God. I, he was the one, I mean, again, like he was the best part of that movie. And then they just quickly took him away for lesser care for characters that, that while you should have been excited for, like you really should have, I was excited to see Gambit for the first time. And I, I didn't really know at the time who they, um, cast for it. I didn't really pay attention to that. I just thought, oh, cool, Gambit's in this thing. And he was the worst fucking character. It's so boring. That guy has been in some you know, of the worst fucking movies ever. John Carter. John Carter's the worst movie ever. I don't think it's the oh, worst it's so movie bad. ever, but it was it, pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But they you know what, though? A, I, a saw Mr. It, Science I saw it after it tanked in the theater. You know, I saw it on, like, Stars or something, and... I, I haven't gotten through 20 minutes of it. I can't. Oh, I, it's like sucker punch to me. I can't go through movies that are just completely CG. The one movie it, it just takes me out. It's so boring. The one movie that I can never get past the first ten minutes is um, is the Last Airbender. I can't. I can't watch that either. I, I get you know, past. Shyamalan, I get to the part. He he just talked about whitewashing. He compl- he did, and he completely rewrote the story. He completely like took over and rewrote the whole thing. Oh, you know what? I remember himself. what I said before. It, it, it completely applies to that because if the movie, if the cartoon makes more sense than the movie, then the movie sucks. Because that cartoon, yeah, that cartoon, it's that's so one of the good, best yeah. cartoons that I've ever seen. I will still sit yeah. down when if it's on Nickelodeon. I will still sit down and watch that cartoon because of how good that show was. And Did you know that they're they're making Ghost in the Shell? Yeah, they're they're, re- but, they're remaking a couple things, and, you know, and already it sounds bad. Is supposed to be in it, they already whitewashed t- that. I'm, why? I know it, it's fucking ridiculous, and, and we're not even saying whitewashing just to be like, oh, oh, bro. it's just certain things are made a certain way, and they need you know to be respected. Well, you know? there, here's the thing about here's the problem I have about that is that nobody other than you know, comic book or or true fans uh, mm-hmm. are saying they have a problem with you know Scarlett Johansson being the main person in in Ghost in the Shell. But right. if you talk about Idris Elba as James Bond, holy fuck, do people they come out under shit. the fucking like up from under their rocks and fucking go ape shit like you said? Hey, you know what? They went ape shit when they cast Daniel Craig too. Because he was blonde and blue eyed, and that's not James Bond. Yeah, but they weren't making but, the same. They weren't making the same like comments about about you know about uh, Daniel well, obviously, Craig. Obviously, I mean, I, mean I can't. Right, I guess I can't. I guess you can't compare. I mean, completely different him and Andrew Salba type character. But still, it's the, it, let it speak for itself. Let the movie speak for itself. I, I think Idris Elba would be brilliant. 
as fucking James Bond. He, I just don't, he would bring something completely new and awesome. I don't see I just don't see Scarlett Johansson as as the ghost in the shell. Not to mention that no, I, not to mention that movie takes place in Japan. I know. It's like, you know, they cast Emma Stone as a as a um like there's there's Chinese person in that movie. And right. I, and I was like it was disgusting. I mean like, I, it took me right out of the movie. There's too. plenty of there's plenty of British people that are black that can play James Bond. Like you know what I mean? Like, there's black people in England. There's a ton of them. But this right. movie takes place in Japan. And the and the right. one robot that they create is going to be white in Japan. Does that make sense to you? It does, it, it makes no sense to me at all. So. You know. How it, it's it, it's just, it's terrible. You know, and she, I mean, I, lo- I, I love Scarlett Johansson. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I like her in things. And I think she's brilliant as Black Widow, which I, I wish they would give her her own Black Widow movie. You know, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. it, this is not the right role for her. They they need to find somebody that that matches that character. She um, has a little bit of Ghost in the Shell in her in that movie Lucy. A tiny bit. Lucy, right. A little which bit. I, a, t- uh, a tiny bit. I didn't, like, I didn't like that movie. No, either. I didn't. And that's what turned me off to her being cast in Ghost in the <clears throat> Shell. Other than the fact that she shouldn't yeah. have been casted. Because there's a little bit of that in her, in, in, in Lucy. You, you know what it is, is it's just the fact that they wanted a big name in there, you know, but you don't have to. A big, that a big white name. Right. A big, right. Exactly. You don't have to. That's why I love, I love, you know, I keep going back to the force awakens. I love that they grabbed people that were not really well known, you know, that, that, that whole franchise has always done that. And then they toss in, you know, a, a really good actor, you know, like a, well, William Neeson or well, something what's like setting, that. What's setting, get, yeah, yeah. What's setting them apart is the is the way that Marvel and Disney like cast. I would I'd like to know like who their casting department is, and I should probably read up on it. But the, when they cast characters to do their parts in either mm-hmm. Marvel movies or in this case, The Force Awakens, it seemed like they just got good actors. Maybe not well known yeah. like A list actors because they didn't have to pay them a shit ton People, of money. But dude, Ridley just blew me away. Yeah, in that movie. It, she was amazing, and, and she's been in you know little bit parts here and there. Like I've actually found some stuff that she was in, and I thought you know she's great. But um, they picked the people that were right for those parts. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, people were making a big deal about you know a black stormtrooper and all that. I was like, oh my god, are you serious right now? Yeah, and. So nobody and, in the galaxy is black in a stormtrooper. We're talking an entire no, galaxy. No, nobody. You know Lando's I, the only black person <laughs> right, in the entire universe. Right. You don't have a well, problem. Have you don't have, have a problem with a giant sexual molesting worm, but you have a problem right. with a black stormtrooper. Dude, and he ended up being just a favorite. Just amazing. Yeah. Such a good actor. And I, I actually went back and watched Attack of the Block because so I'm just like, fuck, that guy's good. He's really good. And Daisy Ridley is fantastic. Oscar Isaac's holy shit, that dude is awesome. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm and, kind of having a hard time, even after the last trailer, seeing him as Apocalypse. Oh, Apocalypse? Yeah. yeah you know, I mean, I know he's a good I, actor, I so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, plus the fact that yeah. Brian Singer is directing it. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, he's he's built up enough uh, uh, yeah, faith. Yeah, street cred. Yeah, to, yeah, to say. We'll, we'll see. But... I think this is uh, Brian Singer's last X-Men movie, I think. Yeah, he apparently wants to do uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea next. Oh, which would be awesome. I would love to see that. It's, well, it hasn't been... he 
So, yeah, I mean, the last time he went away but... and did like a book was Jack and the Beanstalk, and that was not good. And you had some pretty that good actors in that movie, too. Sucked so you had bad. The CG was, everything was bad about that. I mean, you had, uh, about that movie. what was his name? Nick Holt, Nicholas Holt was in there. Yeah, I like that he guy. He played Jack. Beast. And then, yeah. he, of course, you have one of my favorite actors, Ewan McGregor, was in that movie. Um, oh, they wasted and him. And then, in who was the guy? He's also in the Hunger Games. He plays the the host of the TV show, but he, I think that was him in it, right? Stanley Tucci. Yes, yeah, Stanley Tucci, who plays way over the top characters all the time. But he's a he's a good actor. So they, they got some they really good actors good. in that movie, and that movie just sucked, like really bad. Again, it's all about you have to. The Peter Jackson does it really well. He has spectacle, but it it drives the story. It's not. Uh, a hindrance, you know, like when George Lucas did all the prequels, it was such a hindrance. It's like, yeah, you know, it, it's more about the story and getting, you know, the characters, care for the characters and all that stuff. And Jack and the Beanstalk is a really hard sell because we've we've know that forever, the story. And well, so we what know do we know the G-rated version of it. Isn't is Jack and the Beanstalk <laughs> one of the Grim Brothers stories? Because I'm not sure. Yeah, because I, the Grim Brothers sure, stories are completely darker than what we oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah. They, people get eaten and you know torn apart and all kinds of shit. Yeah, it's you know, and and, and then they Disneyfy those things. But I'm you know, okay, all those movies. But I'm okay with. I want to. I'm okay with knowing the original story. Like when I first heard that they were doing, um, fuck the Snow White movie. You know, and I was like, okay. Oh, Snow White. I'd like the to know. Yeah, I, I would like to know. You know what? Like what the actual Grimm story was for that, and then you know they didn't do well by right. casting Kristen Stewart as Snow White because there's no way in hell that I would ever think she was prettier than Charlize Theron. Well, the, the problem with that movie is everything felt like it was a set. It didn't feel real. It didn't feel like you know, Lord of the Rings is shot on location kind of thing. It just felt that everything felt like a set, and. And it took me kind of out of the movie. And, and, of course, she's kind of a wooden actress. I mean, certain things I like her in. You know, don't get me wrong. Like, I like Adventureland. And I will say I in. will say, Shirley Stone actually carried that movie. She was very good at she, it. She did. Oh, she's fucking awesome in everything, dude. She's so good. I loved her Furious. I know you're not a big Mad Max fan, uh, Fury Road or whatever, but I loved her as Furiosa. I wanted to see a movie. We're just gonna based have on to her, dedicate but... a show just to Max, Mad Max, and we got to get. We probably we should probably get try to find a third person to talk to me about Mad Max because I. I I mean, I didn't hate it, but I did, definitely did not love you it didn't as much. See what the, you didn't see what the big hype was. No, know? I didn't. I, 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 well, one of the first, I mean, I'm, I'm a little older than you, and I think one of the movies I saw when I was a young kid was the first Mad Max with, um, with Mel Gibson. And, the very first and, one. Uh, it was such a, a spectacle back then. I was like, holy shit. It felt like a kind of an exploitation Wait, did you watch film. it? Did like, you watch it before you watched Fury Road? Of course, I've seen those movies ages ago, because, a long time ago. Because it's it's so it's so far apart. Like they they call it like in in Mad Max the Mel Gibson version, the very first mm-hmm. one. They call it a post apocalyptic world, and right, it, it doesn't look post apocalyptic. There's a few like it, no because, because there's it's still such low homes, budget. there's still houses and things. Yeah, there's, there's no so, desert all yeah, over the place. It's really low budget too, and you get extremely low. So, yeah. but 
you know, they couldn't film in the desert for whatever, but that movie reminded me of like how evil dead was, you know, it was just very low budget. Then, then when evil dead two, they, you know, went back and made it fancier and, you know, crazy or whatever. And the same thing, you know, when you watch Mad Max, the, um, the second one, um, it's definitely, um, you could see the production value was higher and all that stuff. Right. And then when they made, when they made beyond Thunderdome, that movie, gosh, was that George Miller so, attached to that one? I think so. And that movie's so eighties. Like if you watch that movie, it's like, Tina oh Turner my God, like, the bad guy in it. I mean, yeah. Tina Turner. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's the Thunderdome. Yeah. He fights in the Thunderdome, but that movie is about like him and saving kids. And you know, it, it was not, it was not, indicative of the Mad Max movies that came out before that. And so when this movie came out, you know, Fury Road, that harkened back to the originals. So it was like really brutal and like, you know, and very like, um, they didn't have a lot of CG in it, very, a lot of practical effects. And then over the top, crazy fucking shit, you know, and, and the guy that played Joe, you know, the bad guy with the mask and all that stuff, he was, was the, the original. original actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I picked up so on that, that right really, away because really I cool. just I picked up on that right away because yeah. I had just seen it the night before. And I Dude, was, I I went. I guess why I love that movie so much is because I went into that thing not knowing anything. I saw a trailer for it and didn't tell you anything. I was you, like, you're whatever. talking about Fury Road. Yeah, Fury Road. I saw it and like two weeks I, after the release. Yeah, and then I saw it opening night. You know, my my fiance is like. Uh, uh, loves Mad Max and so like we went and saw it and she just fucking loved that movie like that was her favorite movie last year um so yeah we we dug it we really dug it um but not everybody it's not everyone's cup of tea but it made good money and I guess he's you know prepping a sequel or something like that I heard um so we'll see and he's old I mean he's I guess not too old but I mean he's in his 70s and he's still fucking kicking ass like that that was a crazy movie to do when you're 70 dude yeah it was pretty astonishing feat um to say the least but um no i dug it i thought it was pretty cool it was entertaining it's a popcorn movie we'll have to dedicate um, a show to that because I, I need to we need to i need to watch it again and then i, I, I to... really i just really want to do 80s action movies there's so much stuff i want to talk about that i loved so much growing up in the 80s and if we had podcasts back then i would have been because i had so many conversations with friends you know over the years about so many different things, and now we have an opportunity to kind of go back, yeah, and see it with a fresh pair of eyes and older and, and wiser. And we get to really <laughs> could probably really you know tear what these I've noticed is the eighties so the eighties movies that I loved growing up. I still kind of do love them. There's not nothing has really um, diminished them for me. No, me neither. So I mean, the bad movies were the mad. The bad movies were still bad, and the good movies we still love. You know, right? I still. Um, well, I think I love some bad eighties movies though. <laughs> oh, dude, Buckaroo Banzai and fucking <laughs> Big tr- Big Trouble Little China. That's not a bad uh, movie. Big Trouble Little China is not a bad movie. No, but it's so cheesy, over the top, and I fucking love it. It's yeah. I revisited that. It's on. It was on Netflix like a little while ago. I watched it. Yeah, it's good, and it just still holds up. I mean, I fucking love Kurt Russell, man. Uh, yeah, but. Um, yeah, I want to go back and watch uh, Escape from New York too. I, I saw Escape from LA the other day, and that, that was it's really not cheesy, good. but I, not good compared I, to no, Murray. it's not as good. I love I love Escape from New York. I just love that character of Snake Plissken, and and I, when I grew up, he was um, doing all these Disney movies, and so to see him oh, right. all of a sudden 
in this R movie, I was like, holy shit. I, I was blown away. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, so Kurt cool. Russell is one of those guys that I'm glad is back, like we said in the last podcast for Michael Keaton. I'm glad he was he's back, you know, doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're both back in a bit back way. They're you ever see that movie, things, uh, but... not to go too much on a tangent, but did you ever see that movie uh, Overboard? Yeah, I love that movie with yeah. him and his wife. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. I love that, that movie. That movie still holds up. Yeah. It's hysterical. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um but. It's a really it's a it was a really brilliant concept and and those 80s movies were fantastic. There's tons of movies like that that were wonderful. Yeah. Um but um all right, so worst thing anyway, worst thing Deadpool. that you remember. <laughs> yeah, exactly. About about X-Men Origins? Yeah, worst thing about X-Men Origins right off the bat first thing that comes to your head. Because I already said that I, the first thing that comes to my head always with that movie is the bathroom scene where with the really awful unfinished looking CG. Yeah, that was that was pretty bad. Uh, well, uh, man, first thing the, that just the pops. opening the, the the opening sequence I didn't with the kid. I, I, yeah, I didn't quite get what they were trying to do there, I guess was, was that the, his real father shows up. And, and so his father's, so basically someone, yeah, that, was kind of, mom. that was kind of, well, <coughs> so what ends up happening is in this, in this version that, um, she cheated uh, on her husband. Or yeah. yeah uh, she was, she was cheating on her husband with the help. And, okay. and growing up, he was he was the rich kid, and um, his, his older friend, brother was and, not. Well, he yeah. didn't know he was his brother. He just thought he was a friend. Oh, okay. He didn't find out that yeah. they were brothers until that night when he actually right. murdered his real father because his real father shot and killed his, I guess, adoptive father, whatever you want to call him. Right, stepdad. Stepdad. But he didn't know it was his stepdad. He thought it was his real dad. So, But I remember right. reading a, while, a long time ago that that wasn't the story, that I, I don't remember them actually – being brothers, and I think that X Men Origins is actually pulled from a a more recent comic, but I'm not too sure. Yeah, well, because X Men One, um, Sabretooth is introduced, and they they don't look like they really know each other. And he doesn't exactly. talk, right? He doesn't know he each doesn't other. Talk at all. And I really like Lee. How do you say his name? Live, leave, live. Leave, leave Schreiber. Leave Schreiber. I really like him too as an actor, and yeah, that I was do disappointing. Too. When he, he was cast as. Sabretooth, I was thinking, you know, that's a good cast. He's a good actor, but like, you know, what what a lot of bad scripts of comic book movies does is they really make bad, like, good actors look really bad. They do. Everybody in that movie was was wasted. I mean, the the acting was bad. The the script was bad. Um, I thought the oh, the you know what I you, I, I, you know what's funny is that I can't believe you mentioned Big Trouble in Little China because there was a scene in X Men Wolverines. That reminds me of Big Trouble in Little China. Okay, so oh, the fight between the in the Gambit fight. No, right? no, no, not the Gambit fight. It's oh. it's the scene where Wolverine is releasing all the mutants behind cages. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Do you remember? You know, it's it's like in this like warehouse, and they're all in these cages, like side facing each other, and they're all relatively really close to each other. Now think yes. about the scene in Big Trouble in Little China. Where all the uh, prostitutes were in cages, and they all and get released. All right. That when I was watching it again for this podcast, it reminded me of Big Trouble in Little China. It's fucking funny oh, that how you. Funny. It's funny that I didn't you mentioned piece that it. together. It's funny. Yeah. That, I'm not saying that you know 
Origins or Wolverine. They, they, you're right. They stole that. But yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not saying that they stole it, that but it together. reminded me of Big Trouble in Little China, which was kind of funny. That's really funny. <laughs> Two totally different movies, but, <laughs> yeah. but but the other, but but I love to see Big Trouble in Little China does not apologize for the kind of movie. It's just perfect the way. You know, the, those 80s movies were like that. They didn't apologize for what they there's were. There's less like, this plot holes in Big They're Trouble. So there's less plot holes in <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China than there is in X-Men Wolverine. <laughs> there's, Did they, so is that one guy modeled off of the guy in Mortal Kombat modeled off that character in, in Big Trouble in Little China? The I don't know. There's the, that rumor the that Chinese he was. Hat? Yeah, Raiden. Raiden, yeah, Raiden yeah. Is I think he's combat. modeled. I really, I really think he's modeled off that guy. I don't know, but because it's fucking he's, close. he has electricity too. Yeah, yeah, you know? and he has the same kind of outfit, and but I don't know if yeah. he has. But it's close. That's but too funny. But man. it's funny that so uh, yeah, that Wolverine, that X Men Origins Wolverine has more plot holes than Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> <laughs> Let that sink in for a second of how bad X Men Origins is. It's 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 such a waste of that character, you know, and and really like, did that movie needed to be told, you know, or I guess it could have been, but like it could have been done. You know, so they, sh- much they should have done the same approach that they they did with the Wolverine, which is just tell a standalone story. Don't worry about trying to tell they- his origins because they could have just. Because let's not forget that that uh, Wolverine fought in World War II with Captain America. I know he's been around for a long time. So why didn't they do? You're right. Why didn't they do a standalone movie back in the 20s and 30s or 40s? I don't understand why they did that. I would have fucking loved to have seen a uh, Wolverine movie where he doesn't get the adamantium and he's just. and Running around with bone claws. Yeah, and he's fighting World War Two with, uh, with, um, with Captain America, or at least he's Captain America at some point. Well, that'd be hard because Fox and oh, that's right, know, right. Marvel still had. I think Marvel still had it. Yeah, Marvel. But but but, uh, but you know, it's like they they're like, okay, well, fans are or not fans, but. Um, the normal audience is familiar with the X-Men. So we need to get Wolverine as closest to where the X-Men are, you know, because they had Scott Summers. You remember, you know, I think, wasn't he in it? Uh, Cyclops? Mm-hmm. They got Cyclops in that movie too. Yeah. Okay. So we need to have other X-Men that are familiar. They really didn't need to do that. I mean, um, they could have just had a standalone movie with him way early on. You know, in his while well, you know in the twenties or thirties or during World War Two, any of that stuff, they could have done that, or they could have done a span of like twenty or thirty years in in a you know earlier in the in the century, versus trying to so quickly trying to get up to the eighties or wherever that time frame was, probably in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they didn't. That was that wasn't necessary. Like what I love about the Wolverine is it is it is a standalone movie. You know, he's in Japan and all that stuff and. I you know I enjoyed that. I thought it was really cool. You didn't need to have all the other X Men show up and all that shit. You know, they kind of ruined so, Silver Surfer. Uh, Silver, not Silver Surfer. God, Silver Samurai. Yeah, they did. Well, they, they ruined Silver Surfer too. <laughs> yeah, Fox kills <laughs> a lot of characters. Because that that would have been. I mean, the the scenes that they had in Fantastic Four, the second one, the um, 
the Silver Surfer was uh, pretty pretty awesome. You know, it was played by Doug Jones. Yeah, you know what's was, what's you know, actually uh, what's going to be good is Hellboy that movies. when the Gambit movie comes out, I don't fucking have to watch X Men Origins again to talk about Gambit. <laughs> I am not looking forward to that movie, dude. I, I like Channing Tatum, but he's only good at certain things. Yeah, he's, he's good at like 21 good Jump Street, either. but he doesn't. Oh, I loved, yeah. You know, do you know how fucking awful his, he's going to have like a uh, Kevin Costner accent in that movie where oh, halfway through the oh, movie, it's just going to be fucking forgotten. Because Taylor Kitsch did, you know. He gave uh, up on Gambit. it too. In the movie, he, he just did. gave up on and, it. And he has, oh, and he has the most moronic worst scene in the whole movie. Like Wolverine is about to kill Sabretooth, like cut his head off. And what is, and freaking Gambit comes out of nowhere. Wasn't he like they were on the bottom floor gambling or something? No, he, and got, then all of a he sudden, actually got knocked you know, out. He actually, he gets knocked out by Wolverine in the alleyway. Yeah. And the next time you see yeah, him, he's he gets, running on the rooftops with a staff where you're like, where the fuck did you get that? Right, right, exactly. Because let's put the staff in because, you know, fans know that Gambit has a staff. But at the same time, where the fuck do you get it? He didn't, like, you can't just put shit in and not show or not, like, know where he got it from. Like, right, and but he just he just jumps off the the, the building and hits the ground really hard and it just shakes everything. And for, no the guy off. For, no for no fucking reason. For no reason at all. No reason at all. Or if you saw that what was happening, you wouldn't have done that. You'd have been like waited or something, you know. But right, because he, just, he knew. I think he acknowledged too. He knew, like he knew that that was the bad guy. Right. Well, you know, honestly, dude. See, again, it's it's the mistake of like we have to introduce someone in here that's going to keep you know the fans excited or this or that gambit was a complete fucking waste. Yeah, he did. Ap- the only thing that he was there for. Was to propel, like to tell um, Wolverine where the island was or something <laughs> right. like that. That was the only reason. Right. And so, did you really? Yeah, it was. It was so poorly, and and he was a terrible gambit. Really fucking terrible. What do they call that? So, what do they call that a MacGuffin or something like that? What do they call that? Ma- well, the MacGuffin is is like the thing, the, the main thing that propels the story. So, like in in uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the MacGuffin is the 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 Ark itself. Okay. Um, so, Gambit's not yeah, the MacGuffin. It, he's just a really no, plot, no, no, He's no. just a really shitty plot point. It, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. He can't even be the MacGuffin. Um, That's how fucking bad he no. is. No. No, he's a MacGoober. Yeah, he's just terrible. He's a fucking terrible. Um, and I like that guy. I like Taylor Kitchen. Um, yeah, what is that? Friday Night Friday Night Lights. It's yeah, a fantastic TV show. Yeah, but he so just good. he just he, I don't know if he, I think he, whoever his agent is, he needs to fire his agent because he is he, in need, some of the right. worst fucking movies. That he guy is. cannot catch a goddamn break. No, he can't. Everything he's been in is tanked. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate, you know, but they, they just haven't found a good movie role for it. They did put him in uh, True Detective Season 2, and I thought he was okay. And that. that season sucked, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy is a fucking curse to whatever it is. He is. He's. A, I he's bet a you tough. Taylor Kitsch is somewhere in Man of Steel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just walking around. The, he maybe walked on set one day. He just fucking doomed that movie. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was. He was a cinematographer. So I, I don't know. I wonder if Taylor Kitsch was like in the entire prequels. Yeah, he could have been. He could have been. 
No, Jar Jar Binks was played by somebody else. I read I read an article recently about Jar Jar, the guy who played Jar Jar Binks. I oh yeah, I saw him. that. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, he was a poor guy. Like his career is completely cursed, and you know, people most hated guy in the world, and all kinds of shit. Poor guy. It wasn't his fault. No. He thought he was doing something. Co- if I were, you know what? If someone hired me, if George Lucas called me up and said, "Hey, I want you to be I retarded. Like you, I like you, kid. I want you to be retarded, be Jar Jar Binks in the Star Wars movie," I would be like, "Fuck yes, whatever <laughs> yeah. you want." Here's what I want you to do. I want you to think of the most annoying voice you can do, and then dial it up to a ten. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, Dumb and Dumber when uh, Jim Carrey goes, "What's the most annoying <laughs> yeah. sound in the world?" Do that all the way through. Yeah, do that. <laughs> do that, and, and speak in broken languages. And do a right. like, walk funny because nobody else in no no other Gungan walks like that. Only you. Who ever thought "Excuse me" would be fucking? I mean, oh my god, dude! I cringed so bad when he said "Excuse me." Oh, you, I was like, oh no! I wish we were sitting next to each other right now so I could fucking slap you for saying that because I had <laughs> all but forgotten about that word. <laughs> and now, and now I just picture or Misa. I, I picture or him Misa. saying it. I picture him Misa. saying it. Right. <laughs> I wish they just pulled the lightsaber out and just stabbed him and kept going. <laughs> that should be a fan uh, film. Like, <laughs> right. They just, just line that would have been. They just line up Jar Jar, and then everybody you hate afterwards. Like there's Ewoks back there somewhere. I mean, even Captain Tarples was way better than fucking Jar Jar. Well, you know, you I saw, mean, you saw a big doo doo. Yeah, but when you say doo doo, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how big of a stick you're carrying. If you tell me I'm in big doo-doo, I'm seriously. I'm not taking you seriously. <laughs> I'm not taking you seriously. I'm going to force choke you, even, you son of a even, bitch. Even after you shoot me or hit me with that stick, I'm still not going to take you seriously because you told me I was in big doo-doo. <laughs> and how come, <laughs> how, come, how come this underwater race knows not to say the word shit and say doo-doo instead? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Dude, he made that movie for kids. It's for kids. It starred a kid. But I like, mean, that, does that, I just, I'm, I've seen it many times and it's been years and I just thought of that right now. I just thought of like, how do they know not to say the word shit? <laughs> and, no, it should have been, say, well, they say, they say poodoo. Yeah, but that's, but that's, ha, that's Hatties. That's an actual language. Hatties, right? It means shit, right? Yeah. So or when fodder. they say they, when they say right, exactly, banther fodder is the fodder is like the the you know English version of of poodoo uh, that Hatties is, but Hatties is an actual language. When the gun, yeah, when the Gungans did, speak, but I wonder, when the Gungans speak, yeah. they're just speaking in a broken dialect language, right? But they use the word doodoo instead of shit, which doodoo <laughs> is a real word. <laughs> But nobody fucking says it unless you're talking to you a four-year-old. What? I would have died. I would have died if the, if they would have just said shit. You know, it just sort of. <laughs> you know, I just want. I don't just. It, it has no effect to go. You piece of dude. You piece of poodoo. Yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah. No. You know, I would have liked. You know, I think I would have liked. Somebody should overdub Jar Jar's voice in the movie with the same type of voice, but change his lines to saying like curses and shit. Like when you know right. the scene where they're in the uh, when they're in the uh, the underwater submarine or whatever they're in, and that giant like yeah. the giant fish comes in, and he you know Jar Jar screams like a fucking I don't know what you want to call it, but he screams really loud and everything. Yeah, I would have fucking died if he if he screamed and said fuck me like really loud. <laughs> <laughs> 
It should be in Bruce Campbell's voice. Yeah, you, or you get like I, Kevin, I you get that. Kevin Smith to write the role, like because you know he loves cursing and stuff in movies. Dick, dick and fart jokes. Yeah. Oh no, you get you get you get Ari from uh, from uh, Ari Gold. Yeah, you get Ari Gold to to write the curses for Jar Jar Binks in it, and you just overdub his parts, and it just would be fucking hilarious. That'd be hysterical. You know, speaking of Ari, this is like really quick, but like I was watching Cars with my son not too long ago again, and He's in it? I never noticed it. I never noticed it. That was one of his favorite Pixar movies. Not anymore, but now that he's older, he loves Incredibles. Thank God, he's my kid now. Um, yeah, before he wasn't. But, uh, no, before he loved Cars, and I'm like, you, I disown you. I don't like you <laughs> no, no, but that movie was made for kids, and he was four years old when it came out. It doesn't so matter. You ra- you failed. Movie. You failed as a father when he was four. Right, right. <laughs> but I, but, but I didn't notice though. The first time I watched it is that when um, the McQueen's agent is Ari Gold, is played by Jeremy Piven, oh, talking awesome. through the speaker, talking through the speaker of Mac. I, I didn't catch it the huh. first time, and I was like, I was like, shit, that sounds like Ari Gold, and it told, go back and watch it, just watch that scene where he's like talking to him through the speaker, and oh, it's, awesome. it's I, I just thought that was genius, I'm like, oh my god. I they, mean, the movie like, still kid, fucking sucks, but... It, it it does, but but that elevated it for me because I was like that. That's for me. That's not for the kids yeah. or anything. That's if you. That's deep cuts. You know, it was totally good. right. That's when like Bugs Bunny um, dressed up as a woman. And you just thought it was funny, but as you watch it when you're growing up, you're like, this is really fucked up shit right now. That Bugs Bunny is <laughs> right, right. Not, not only is Bugs, Bugs Bunny, Bunny is hot. <laughs> not only is Bugs Bunny a rabbit, but he's a rabbit dressed up as a woman seducing a human being. Like this is some right. fucked up shit like right El- here. Elmer, Elmer Fudd wanted to fuck that rabbit. He, he wanted <laughs> right. that rabbit. Yeah, and he would have he would have got a surprise when he found his little carrot underneath his dress. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! And then he's like, "Okay, whatever. It's fine. I'm a no farmer. teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Tails, tail. Yeah, yeah." <laughs> Oh my god, that's too funny! All right, so there's that's, um, there's two shitty movies that we watched for this podcast. But just to say, thank God, we have a Deadpool movie. You would think we weren't yes. excited for the Deadpool movie because we just ripped these two movies to shreds, but we actually kind of are because you know from the marketing to the the, the social media, everything that they have done and shown. I just I, I just basically just want to watch. People getting killed and him saying really fucked up shit in this movie. And breaking the fourth wall. How yeah. disappointing would it be if this movie sucks? I God, I just, I dream, I pray, I hope not. Here's the, it, here's it looks the like weird thing about this movie want. for me. Here's the weird thing about this movie for me. I'm not mm-hmm. expecting it to be like, you know, like X-Men, um, Days of Futures Past. I'm not expecting to be the Dark Knight. I'm going in expecting to hear dick fart sex jokes with a lot of violence. So... So the right. bar is not really set high for me. No. So and if, if they do keep, all those things, right? Win win. I'm okay yeah. with that. And maybe maybe after I stop laughing from Ryan Reynolds being you know Deadpool, because I expect the jokes to be funny. There's not there's not one right. thing that they've done or uh, that I've seen. I, I'm hoping those aren't the best jokes. That's the only way right. that this movie could suck. But um, you know, I I'm expecting to laugh Oof. in this movie. You know? We've seen five percent of the movie so far, according to them. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> I think that was one of the advertisements too. Like they keep, they're still like doing um, 
fucking funny TV spots, right. like internet spots. They're yeah. still going all the way up to the premiere. So it's it's just genius. It, it's it's um, definitely indicative of that character. It's it's one of the best. Um, I don't know. Like when I just see that, I go, "They got it. They nailed it." You know, like okay, now let's go and watch this thing and get excited. And they're already talking about a second one, and they were already kind of talking, hinting uh, who would be in that. And you know, there's all this different shit that they can do. Right. Um, so so that's yeah, it. Man, so I'm just, next I'm week, excited. next week is Deadpool, and next week we'll. Uh, you next know, week we'll... we're going to talk Deadpool. That will dedicate the hour to Deadpool, and probably fifty thousand tangents we go on. But that's just the way it rolls. Yeah. So. So that's it. All right, man. Well, that's uh, episode seven of Chew on This. Uh, I'm BJ. Vic. Peace. Later.